Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your guest host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. In today's special episode, we're teaming up with our friends at the X program by Truth Initiative, a digital quit tobacco program built in collaboration with the Mayo Clinic. We're taking a closer look at the recent rise of tobacco usage among United States workers and how organizations and their HR leaders can introduce quit tobacco programs into their workplace and offer support to employees looking to live healthier in 2022. Listen as we share a few recent conversations that I had with two experts who are very familiar with everything tobacco quit programs have to offer as a benefit to employees. The first is with Juliet Vestal, Vice President of Corporate Benefits at Bebron Medical, a leading medical pharmaceutical device company that has seen the positive impact of introducing the X program by Truth Initiative into their workforce and giving employees a path to tobacco cessation. With over 20 years of experience as an HR professional, Juliet currently oversees all aspects of employee benefits for a team of over 7,000 workers throughout the U.S. and has some great insight to share on how HR leaders can introduce tobacco quit programs into their workplace. Let's check out what Juliet has to say. Juliet, welcome to the HR Works Podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, great to have you on. And we have you on today with the X program by Truth Initiative to talk about tobacco support programs. But before we start in that conversation, I'd love to learn more about you, Juliet. Can you tell us how you got your start in HR and a bit more about your current role with Bebron Medical? So my start in HR is actually an, an interesting story. I was finishing up my dual master's in gerontology and public administration and thought that I was going to work with retiree programs. So got my first job, realized that there really wasn't a whole lot for retiree programs. Those are being phased out in the early 90s. And so I um, jumped over to the HR side and started working with active employee benefits with really focus on retirement as well as as wellness and, and just really the strategy and everything around it. So um, have uh, a wide variety of experience across uh, a bunch of different industries and and really in the, the last probably 15 years focused more on how do we keep employees healthy and, and what does that really mean? So all the different aspects of that from on-site clinics to uh, wellness programs, weight loss programs, and then here today talking about smoking cessation. So Okay. That's great. And again, health has really come to the forefront, especially over the last two years with the start of the pandemic and and really getting us all to either reassess where we are with our health or having just again life changes. So great to have you on here. And again, to talk about tobacco cessation is a really important topic and excited to dig into that. So how would you describe your current employee population at Bebron Medical? So we are, you know, as as you said, we're we're medical device. So three fourths of our employees are manufacturing, so actually producing our various products, and then the other twenty five percent is split between a pretty robust sales workforce and then corporate. And did you see any trends in mental health and changes and in addiction since the start of the pandemic across your employee base? So we, I'm sure, are not any different than all the other companies out there. So I've looked at our data for 2020 as well as 2021, and 
very, very big spikes increase in mental health and behavioral health claims, uh, especially on the medical side. That also correlates with the pharmacy components as well. So for the first time in my career, I've seen utilization go way up on behavioral health, where it was previously just a blip in terms of the total cost of medical care, and now it's it's really high. Uh, the other thing I think that's been surprising is the types of claims. So a lot more inpatient claims and even more surprising, their dependent children that are inpatient. So this is really, this isn't affecting just our employees, but their families. And so as we all know, those are indirect impacts to, to everyone increasing their stress. And what kind of benefits are you offering to address mental health in the workplace? And with that, have you seen a positive response from those benefits? So we have a, a traditional EAP program that, that we've seen a, a, pretty, a pretty big uptick in terms of, of utilization. Um, one of the things we've done directly in response to the pandemic was to add a telemedicine benefit specifically with mental health components. So not only therapy, but also psychiatry visits where people can select a provider and then make appointments with the same vendor. So when a lot of the practices were closed and they weren't seeing patients in person, uh, the virtual benefit you know, we added that because that was a big ask by our employees. Okay, that's great. And where does offering a quit tobacco support program fit into helping employees improve their mental health? So I think the pandemic, it's been hard on everyone. And so there, there's a lot of, I would characterize them as bad habits that people are, are picking up. So whether it's, it's overeating, it's increased alcohol use, increased tobacco use, it's coping mechanisms. And so, so we recognize that. And so when we, we looked at our overall program, you know, we have an interesting story, but we're a medical device and really a healthcare company, but we hadn't taken a strong stance in terms of tobacco use. So 18 months ago, um, we have a new CEO who says, what are we doing about tobacco use? And so with that came a new policy and the introduction and rollout of the X program. Uh, we are we are very paternalistic. We want to help our employees. Um, we are not heavy handed in what we do. So we really have had this um, very long 18-month lead time to say, here's a new policy. Um, we are going to start charging you a surcharge if you are a tobacco or nicotine user. But we want to help you. And, and this is this is about if you're there, if you're at the point where you want to quit, we want to give you the opportunity to do it. And so here is this free uh, digital program to help you. And so it wasn't you know, a lot of times it's a carrot, a carrot or the stick. Um, we just tried to say, this is what we're doing. You know, we don't want to push you over the edge because we realize that you may be using nicotine or tobacco as a crutch. And so we want you to make this decision because it's the right decision for you and not just because there's a financial penalty assigned to it. And that's the ultimate goal, right? It's the communication of the plan and the intent of the plan. It is ultimately to help the employees. And sure, there is a cost to being a tobacco user, but ultimately with the goal of helping them quit and encouraging them to quit tobacco use and then improve their health in the process. Well, and, and I've done this in prior lives where you just jam it in and you get a, you hear a lot of noise. And surprisingly, we didn't. So this was, we, we asked our population to self-identify during this last open enrollment. And with that, and so leading up to it is if you complete the program. So what we're asking is that you try. Um, we recognize how difficult it is to quit tobacco, and especially for people who have been long-term users. And so uh, our ask was simply to complete the 15-step program, 
not that you had to prove that you were tobacco free. And so if you weren't, aren't successful on the first time, you can try it again, but it's really making the effort and going through it. So that was really important as well. And, and that was the message that we wanted people to take. I think because of that, we didn't hear a lot of noise. We, we've had several hundred people go through this program and complete it. You know, as we're collecting this during open enrollment, we will go back and, and do a do a review to figure out, okay, how many people identified as a tobacco user, how many people completed the program, and then how many people have year over year said, no, I'm, I'm no longer a tobacco user. I think that will identify what the success rate of this program is. Absolutely. As with anything, getting inside those numbers, you can really reveal so much of the success and just how that has impacted your community, your workplace. Um, that's great to hear. And I really think that's interesting to the approach you're taking of exposure to the content, not looking for and trying to force the end result, but offering the information and letting your workers, letting your employees who are tobacco users make that decision and make that choice for themselves. And one other component of that is with new hires. So we don't want their first interaction with Bebron to say, oh, you're a tobacco user. Guess what? We're going to um, hit you with a $600 surcharge for the year. So um, we are, the, and that's our opportunity to introduce the X program if they are a tobacco user, to tell them that they have uh, time to complete it. And so we are um, working through that so that it's a, a softer um, sell and hopefully a higher adoption rate if they are to, to participate and complete the program. That's great. So I'd love to learn more about just your employee base as well. So what type of tobacco have you seen most commonly used within your employee group? So for us, it's really been traditional cigarettes. Our population is not vapors. It's really just been, been cigarettes. Okay. Certainly the vaping population has been a challenge that we've seen with the younger group, right, with Gen Z as they come into the workplace. But certainly that's interesting to know as well. So what kind of participation have you seen in the X program since offering that to your employee base? So we've had uh, several hundred people complete the program. And, and obviously this is an ongoing uh, benefit. So we, we continue to see several people every month that are adopting it and enrolling. So there is no time frame in terms of completion. So they can sign up for it and they can take as little as, you know, probably could, they could probably do it in six weeks if they really tried. Um, what we're seeing is it's uh, the completion is taking probably two to three months. But what we're hearing is really positive feedback in terms of outcomes for those who have completed it. Okay. And is the program self-paced learning and done digitally? Yes. So it, so it is self-paced. It's digital. Uh, they can. Uh, the thing that has been uh, very well received is, is the community component. So you can um, either chat with your coach or you can also go out into the community to really get support from other tobacco users in terms of how they've dealt with this, what obstacles they've found, and just really to share stories. And the realization is there's a lot of people out there. They're in the same boat. And so how, do, how does that shared experience help them with better outcome. And it sounds like you've really got a strong engagement here, which congratulations on that and building a strong quit tobacco program. Do you think there's a key to engaging tobacco users among your population to try quit smoking or quitting tobacco through these programs? So it's all about communication. And that's true with any benefit. But I think this one, we've really uh, tried to communicate over multiple mediums. So it's posters, it's flyers, it's email, it's, um, I say postcards going home. So it's a lot of different things. Uh, it's new hire orientation and really talking about this program up front. So we have to meet people where they are. 
And so whether they are in one of our manufacturing plants and they walk by a poster or um, we've been really good to hang uh, flyers up in the smoking areas. <laughs> so it's kind of in your face. I, I haven't been out to see if, if anyone's uh, drew pictures on it or, or had left some comments while they're out there. But, uh, it, you know, we, we, we try to do it as, as subtle as possible. You know, one of the other things we did was we changed where the smoking areas were. So we're here in Pennsylvania and, and we don't want to make it as convenient as it once was to smoke. So that also is a subtle deterrent to hope that they'll change their habits. All very smart approaches. Do you have any stories of successful employee engagement through the program that you can share with our audience? I think that's always great to hear. It's just the wins, really great stories that have come out of something like the X program at Bron. So I do have one in particular. It's, it's a 65-year-old. And, and I think what that says about it is you can quit smoking at any age. But this particular person uh, quit using tobacco and, you know, it was a struggle. I mean, it was an obvious struggle the first couple of weeks. It got easier and easier as they stopped using tobacco and, and were kind of weaning them, themselves off. But I think what came out of that, and, and this person did quit, but it's, it's that feeling of independence, that feeling of, you know, I, I'm now in control and just the health benefits. So having more energy, um, easier breathing and a better appetite, but not only with that better appetite, it's the ability to taste food. And I, th I think that's what we don't realize that as a tobacco user, it dulls your taste buds. So that just, you know, newfound um, enjoyment of the taste of food again is great. So, you know, and it's very positive. So they're thankful for the opportunity that this program is free. And I think we just want to, we want to help people at the end of the day. So if it's, um, you know, whatever, the, whatever their addiction might be, we want to try to help it. But at this point we're, we're focused on, on tobacco use. Again, something like the X program or a tobacco cessation program can be a life-changing opportunity for tobacco users at any point, right? Not just young users, but at any age. So that's great as, as an employee resource to offer that opportunity. Kudos to you for creating that program and encouraging your employees to do that. So do you have any words of wisdom for other human resource professionals who maybe want to introduce a tobacco cessation program into their benefits package and into their workplace? I mean, my words of wisdom are know your audience. So know the culture and everywhere is going to be different and they're going to do these for different reasons. So some of it is you're seeing astronomically high medical claims and you need to adjust your budget and you need to find some savings. So that's why you would put in a tobacco surcharge. Doing this will help your overall claims. You, yes, you, you are going to hear some noise, but it will it will impact and it will over time have very positive impacts. Communication is key. And so I don't think there's such thing as over communicating and that and that's what we tend to do. Sometimes you put a poster up and then you forget about it and you think, oh, everyone knows about it and you don't. Um, I mean, that that's certainly not the case. So it's the constant reminders. It's the postcards. It's the emails. It's just refreshing the posters. It's pushing the information out to the HR business partners to say, hey, can you can you communicate this program? So it's a journey. It's not going to happen overnight, and it's really the focus around wellness and health in the workplace and doing the right thing for the employee. That's great. Juliet Vestal, Vice President of Corporate Benefits at B. Braun Medical. Again, thank you for joining the HR Works podcast and really sharing so much of the great work you're doing at B. Braun Medical to create that tobacco cessation program through the X program by the Truth Initiative. Before we wrap up today, I'd love to learn just more about what you've learned 
as a human resource professional since the start of the pandemic? I think we've all been through so much and learned so much about ourselves and just how to do our jobs better. What have you learned? Empathy. And that's been the key learning because this pandemic has impacted every single person, but the impact is very personal. And it depends on where they were, who they know that that contracted COVID, what, you know, some very bad outcomes as a result. So my focus is first and foremost on the employee and how do I meet them where they're at and how do I help them? And so that is what guides me every day when I get up and I go to work and I approach, you know, whatever whatever email or difficulty is, is in front of me. It's, it's really having that empathy for the employee and trying to help. Okay, I love that answer. Thank you, Juliet. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks again to Juliet Vestal for a great conversation. Today's episode is sponsored by the X program by Truth Initiative. Truth Initiative is the largest public health nonprofit dedicated to inspiring lives free from smoking, vaping, and nicotine. The X program is a digital quit tobacco program built in collaboration with Mayo Clinic that engages people who smoke, vape, and chew tobacco in online and human-powered support to quit for good. Now, before we jump into the next conversation, let's hear some real-life accounts and success stories from participants who are using the X program by Truth Initiative to help them in their path to quitting tobacco addiction. I quit about six weeks ago. The first two weeks, I didn't eat or sleep well. I had elevated blood pressure and panic attacks. My chest was super tight. My legs were shaky like jello, and my heart was racing. I'm doing better now. I'm actually learning to manage the anxiety. It's getting better each day, and the symptoms I noted are fading away each day slowly. It takes time, but they will pass. Yesterday was three weeks quit for me. I still have anxiety triggers, which give me cravings, but the cravings are less invasive. I'm still fighting off some depression around not smoking, but I keep trying to change the narrative from something I am being denied into something I get to be free of. Life is moving on, slowly but surely, and I'm committed to not smoke today. Not one puff ever, no matter what. Now let's keep this episode going as we jump into our recent discussion with Dr. Jesse Saul, Director of Strategic Insights with the X Program at the Truth Initiative. Dr. Jesse brings 16 years of experience in program evaluation and strategic planning with tobacco cessation. She applies this deep understanding to improving the X Program performance and reduce tobacco use among populations. Let's listen in as she takes a closer look at the recent challenges and stressors facing much of the U.S. workforce and offers some great solutions for organizations who are looking to lower tobacco usage in their workplace. Dr. Jesse, welcome to the HR Works Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, happy to have you here. And again, we're talking about a really important topic today with what HR professionals and workplaces can do to help combat tobacco addiction in the workplace. So first, before we jump into that conversation, can you tell me a bit more about your background, your expertise, and really what led you to the work you're doing with the X program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My research has really focused on how to help people use information to make their lives better and how organizations can use that information to make the lives of their employees and others better. And so I have worked in the field of tobacco control, helping people quit using tobacco, researching how better to do that and evaluating how those programs work. So for the X program with Truth Initiative, I get to interact with our coaching staff, our product developers, and our data analytics team to constantly make the X program better, easier to use, and more effective for the tobacco users we serve. 
Okay, that's great. And can you tell us a bit more about the X program? What is the X program as part of the Truth Initiative? What are you guys working to achieve? Absolutely. The Truth Initiative is the umbrella organization. We've been around since 1999 with a master settlement agreement. And so Truth Initiative is the largest nonprofit public health organization that's exclusively dedicated to tobacco control. And we're working to make the world free from tobacco in all its forms. We're best known for our Truth Campaign, which is the longest running youth prevention tobacco campaign in the United States. And you might be familiar with some of their public service announcement advertisements. But we also do public policy. We do grassroots activism. And the work that I do with the X program is really focused on getting evidence-based digital quit smoking programs, quit tobacco programs into the hands of consumers across the U.S., One of the nice things is we've been partnering with the Mayo Clinic for the last 15 years, and we're really proud of that partnership, too. That's great. And thank you for sharing. So with our audience at the HR Works podcast, being HR professionals, I really want to talk to something that is important to so many of our listeners, and and that's the impact that tobacco use may have on their employee base and and really on the workforce in general. So with conversation around mental health really being at an all-time high right now, What trends are you seeing with tobacco use being a coping mechanism to help deal with some of these current stressors, anxiety, depression that's impacting the workforce? Yeah, it's a great question to ask. We've seen a lot of stress, obviously. Everyone's been living through just this heightened era of uncertainty, and that leads to increases in stress, whether it's financial or concern about your health, just anxiety and depression generally. And we are seeing a huge number of people increasing their use of substances across the board. And part of that is to cope with the increased stress levels that we're all experiencing. There are over 51 million people in the U.S., adults in the U.S., who use some form of tobacco. And we're seeing people increasing their tobacco use while they are decreasing quit attempts. We actually saw tobacco sales increase in 2020 for the first time in over 20 years. At the same time, we're seeing interest in quitting go down at an exponential rate compared to previous years. And so that even led the Journal of the American Medical Association to publish an article that called 2020 a lost year for smokers who are trying to quit. Wow. And I would imagine, again, you've got your factors such as isolation and just new working environments. So many of the challenges that have come up through the change in our day to day that have probably led to that shift back to tobacco as a coping mechanism. Is that what you're finding? Yeah, it's really about people are trying to self-medicate and and cope with just all of the things that they're dealing with. And tobacco is one of those ways that makes people feel better in the very short term. What we see is that most tobacco users still want to quit. Over 70% want to quit using tobacco. And when they do quit, there was a, a recent study that was put out that showed that When people quit using tobacco, their levels of anxiety, depression, and stress all go down. And people's positive impact, people's positive mood, and their quality of life measures all go up. And some of those measures showed an even greater impact than anxiety and depression medication. So it's really something that we need to be aware of as HR professionals, that this is one of the ways that we can really provide support for our employees that we may not even be aware of, and they may not be aware of, that they can really increase their quality of life by doing this. 
And it's important to say too that the want to quit exists. It's still there with a lot of the users, which is great. So there is hope and there is an opportunity to provide the services that can help move from that want to actually have some action. So what are some tactics you've seen work to engage employees in helping to quit tobacco? Yeah, I think one of the the biggest things I want HR professionals to understand is that while most tobacco users want to quit, they don't necessarily want to quit today. And so what people in HR and employers can do is really help employees get over that hurdle of not today. And think about it like carrots and sticks, right? The things that we can do to incentivize people making quit attempts or engaging in the quitting process. And so some of those things involve tapping into people's own personal motivations for quitting, whether that's the physical symptoms that they are experiencing. um, And sometimes that's at a really early age. We just had somebody come through the X program in their 20s, early 20s, that was experiencing physical symptoms of smoking and not liking that and wanting to quit because of that. A lot of people are quitting because of the mental health strain that not only are they Um, experiencing stresses in their lives because of the pandemic and other factors, but they have an increased mental burden by trying to hide their smoking or feeling ashamed that they're using tobacco. Um, One person talked about hiding in the bathroom to vape and being really ashamed of that and not wanting to have to do that anymore. Friends and family is another really big reason why people will quit and want to quit. And some people just want to be around their family more often and not have to take that time away to go use tobacco um, if they're trying to be um, health conscious and protect their family from secondhand smoke or other things. And finally, just not wanting to feel trapped anymore, that this is an addiction that truly controls your life and people are tired of feeling trapped and they want to break free from that. So really in using that personal motivation and those reasons to uh, promote programs that can help and use those messages that are going to help tap into people's own personal motivations for quitting. It's really interesting. And have you seen any tactics that have really helped users overcome maybe that initial hesitancy to enroll in a program? Yeah, in fact, even if you can't identify a particular reason yourself, there are external reasons that might be imposed on you that can help you get over that hurdle. And that's where employers can really come into play. Um, We have over 70% of our clients that use the X program have some kind of employer incentive or use a tobacco use surcharge to put some financial um, skin in the game, so to speak, that makes it a little bit easier for a tobacco user or an employee to say, you know what, today's the day. I'm tired of having to pay extra for my health insurance, or um, I really want to get that gift card or or a chance to win the, the prize that's being offered for signing up for this program. So those kinds of incentives can really increase both uptake in programs and engagement in those programs once people are are signed up. Yeah, creating that incentive program again, creating that maybe additional value to motivating it and making today the day. Exactly. I think is very smart. And have you found that there are certain methods for HR leaders to best communicate a program such as the X program to their workforce? That is something that is really context specific. I think that the one one size fits all advice I have is more is better. And the more times you can get a message in front of employees, the more likely it is they're going to be able to remember it and recall it when they are ready to quit. These are things that are our best practices in communication generally. Um, As far as the specific method of communication, we really encourage our clients to use the modes of communication that they already use to communicate with their employees. 
So if they're not using email to communicate with employees, we really don't recommend that they start trying to use a new system to communicate. If they're used to getting um, inserts in their paycheck envelopes, or if they are used to seeing flyers in the break rooms, um, using the, the methods that employees are already used to, to getting information and really focusing on that. Um, but beyond that, it's really important to also think outside the box and kind of break through the noise of all of the information that's out there. So we help our clients think creatively and put messages in places that they might not be expecting. So we're, we have worked with clients to put posters on garbage cans or on ashtrays in break rooms or on mirrors, have a window cling for a mirror that we can put in employee bathrooms. Um, we've also worked with one client to put a door wrap on, on the door that employees use to go outside to use tobacco. So really thinking about how best to break through that noise and do things in a little bit of a different way. Yeah, and I think you're spot on by saying it is not a one-size-fits-all, just as we're seeing with any workforce at this point, especially now, where various forms of a workforce currently exist, be it in-person, hybrid, a fully remote, distributed workforce, and those communication methods that work best to share and disseminate company information, those are probably the best places to start if you are heavily in-person use in-person tactics, but if it is a fully distributed workforce, then use that tactic to get the message out. Exactly. And use the communication strategies and tiers of communication. If you've got managers who have daily scrums with employees, have those managers be the ones that are talking about the program and use those communication chains effectively to your advantage. So Dr. Jesse, has there been something that has been especially surprising that you've seen come out of the pandemic as it pertains to tobacco use? I think the, the thing that surprises me most is that not only are we seeing an increase in tobacco use among people who are already using tobacco, but anecdotally, we're seeing an increase in young adults who are using tobacco. There was just a, a New York Times article published last week, I believe, that talked about the fact that young adults are not new to the fact that tobacco is bad for you. And yet during this sort of crazy time we're in, we're seeing more young adults start using tobacco. So during a pandemic of a respiratory illness, it's never a good idea to inhale anything into your lungs. And yet we're seeing this increase in starting using tobacco and increase in the amount of tobacco current smokers are actually using. We know that smoking and vaping is a risk factor for more severe disease when you get COVID and a risk factor for experiencing more severe symptoms. So there's really this irony of people starting doing this now. It's why having employers making it easier to take steps to quit is so important. That's great. Dr. Jesse, so you've shared so much with us about the X program and the great work being done to help with tobacco cessation. Are there any new programs that you've rolled out recently that you've found to be really effective and that you're excited about and want to share with our audience? Yeah, actually, we uh, have heard from our clients a lot these days that it's really difficult for them to keep the amount of attention and keep the follow through with promoting some of these health related and wellness programs. And so we've actually begun working with our clients to provide specific support for marketing to their employees. And so whether that's looking at upcoming events or um, things that they are working on in the workplace related to wellness and tying that into tobacco or providing customized marketing materials or campaigns, we've got 
got the tools in hand and in-house now to be able to make HR professionals' jobs so much easier when it comes to promoting the X program in particular, but then thinking about how to promote wellness generally among their workforce. And for any of our listeners who would like to learn more about the X program or the Truth Initiative, do you have a site that we could send everyone to to check out and learn more? Absolutely. It's www.thexprogram.com. That's thexprogram.com. Perfect. And Dr. Jesse, I'm going to ask one last question. What's one thing you learned throughout the pandemic that you could share to our listeners as a bit of leadership advice or just that's made you better in your day-to-day job? I think knowing that everyone is struggling no matter what position they hold, what job they're doing, whether they're in the office or out of the office, this is just a really difficult time. And if we can keep in mind that we're all on the same page, we're all on the same team and give each other and ourselves a little bit of grace, that goes a long way these days. That's great advice. All right. Well, Dr. Jesse Saul, Director of Strategic Insights for the X Program by the Truth Initiative. Thank you for joining the HR Works podcast, and we hope to have you back soon to talk more. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again to Dr. Jesse Saul and Juliet Vestal for sharing their time and knowledge, and we hope this episode provided you, the HR leader, with some new tools to build a healthier workforce in 2022. If you want to learn more about the X Program by Truth Initiative, be sure to check out their website at www.thexprogram.com. Until next time, this is Josh Zygmunt signing off. Thank you for listening to the HR Works Podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible. 